Welcome to Stripes, the Bianconeri podcast, the podcast for Juventus fans all over the world, by Juventus fans all over the world. I am Matteo, and we meet Tiago, and we have a lot of things to discuss today. Yeah, such an important episode, as always, but this, this time is even more special. Yeah, we need to start uh, this episode, and it's uh, with another sad news. Okay, a couple of days ago, we just found out about uh, Paolo Rossi passing away and uh, actually it's such a sad news because Paolo Rossi for us Italian he meant something really special he was the guy that came from nowhere and brought Italy to win the World Cup in 1982 a moment in history when Italy was kind of struggling and that victory brought it in Italy so much joy and uh, it was the guy that made Brazil cry literally made Brazil cry because I think in that that World Cup we beat the one of the if not the best one of the best Brazil ever okay and you're gonna tell me something about that but most of all he, mm. he, he was a player for Juventus in two separate, separate occasions in the middle of the 70s then he went on the loan to Vicenza from Vicenza he moved to Peru and then he got involved in some shady scandal that he wasn't a really big part of it but his name was the biggest one so he got cut in the middle and he got like two years suspended because of some supposedly betting scandal that he was not part of it okay Juventus believed in him so he brought him back he, he, he was part of the World Cup after just playing two or three games with Juventus and after that the, 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 the following three years with Juventus basically they won everything the best Juventus ever with like a six World Cup champion including Paolo Rossi plus Platini and Bonic I really believe if the, that Juventus were winning the uh, Champions League final against Hamburg we were talking about right now three three straight Champions League because the following year we won, yeah. the, we won the uh, European Cup winner against Porto and then of course the night with him uh, but yeah but Paolo Rossi was not just a great player he was a great man and really Italy is mourning right now is suffering because he was really a special man everybody everybody loved him so I Feel really, really sad about that, and uh, I'm gonna ask you, since you're Brazilian, and uh, what you you if you wanna share something, have some feelings about Palos. Yeah, yeah. Even if I'm, um, I was born in '89. Uh, Paulo Rossi helped me to to be a Juventus fan. Uh, since I was young, I I had that feeling that suffering or struggling because penalty that Baggio missed <laughs> in 94 so but at least in the that daily discussion for being a, a fan of a club from another continent and uh, such a different team like Juventus I, I, I could answer to the, to the Brazilians provocation with Paulo Rossi so it was it was such a, a great player and it, there was like suffering from Brazilians I mean of course by the football but uh, there was fear in Brazilians face <laughs> about Paulo Rossi because it was an, an unknown player to to Brazilian fans and 
he did that which it is amazing if you consider the sport it's a it's a team sport and of course that italian team is awesome but paolo rossi was a symbol for the team for the country for the moment of that at italy so we are we're all sad and we will remember forever uh, his smile the way that he 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 loved Juventus and uh, he was so passionate about the team about our team about his team so uh, it's it's so sad but it's such an important name in the history we will always remember yeah for sure well, he will be remembered like one of the greatest Italian soccer players ever and he, let me he's not he's not a special player but he's using his intelligence he's so, it was so intelligence as a player because he knew before <laughs> before everybody where the ball was going to be and uh, but don't don't get me wrong and uh, he had really really some really fundamental skins that are really 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 high really really great so yeah we love you Paolo Rossi and you want to know something funny Rossi is uh, maybe the most common last name in Italy but when you say Rossi there is just one Paolo Rossi and uh, Paolo Rossi will be yeah. always uh, we, with us because uh, you, you're right his smile was something really something really else okay given that we need to move on okay and uh, we actually uh, I'm gonna ask you right straight like what happened last Tuesday in Barcelona well that that is uh, that was a match to remember uh, in so many ways there there are the memes about the two goals about Ronaldo there are the the, the conversation uh, in uh, Portanova and 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 Coleman from distance and, and there was there was that uh, offside goal by Bonucci there are there were so many things so many different moments of happiness and joy and buffon and and honestly it was one of the most perfect nights of Champions League I mean if you consider not not the the atmosphere and the other things and the result the trophy but the match the match itself Juventus played such a great match against Barcelona. We all saw it. Prunel, there was not a single doubt about the result because no, no, uh, no. it was such a great presentation. Yeah, and let and me honestly, yeah, there was a little aspect. Every single Brazilian fan that knows me, I, I cheer for Juventus, came to me to say. <laughs> Your team were so dominant, and this is this is huge because, of course, Barcelona is such a loved team in Brazil because of the Brazilian tradition. But we show them we are there. We are. We can do it. Something very, very nice. Right. So let me get this straight. And yes, it was. I don't want to say a meaningless late game because uh, we there were. Still the first place in question, okay? E, yes, it was one, maybe the worst Barcelona in the last 20 years. Yes, but let me tell you guys, how many times in your lifetime we won 3-0 at Camp Nou? I don't know. <laughs> this is my first time. So yes, it was a huge game. It was a huge score and then it was a huge accomplishment. 
and uh, because yeah. uh, just uh, one month and a half ago Barcelona came to Turin and give us a le- give us a lesson because it was a lesson okay and uh, we got them the lesson back <laughs> so yes it's uh, yeah. there is still work to do but I have a feeling and I don't want to jinx it that uh, we are kind of finding out who we really are and uh, let me tell you this Tiago to you because uh, we were right and actually I'm happy because most even the last episode that we were calling for like our four for for player in the defense that we we were advocating for having like Danilo and Alexandro as a as a as a fullback okay because I well Quadrado is doing is amazing he has an amazing season. Even last Tuesday, he was amazing. But he's not really a fullback. Sometimes he doesn't have the time to play fullback. And I think Danilo and Alexander was really good. And another thing that we were talking, in, if not the last episode of the day, because before, we were asking to see the midfield, Arthur, the couple Arthur and McKenney. And actually, it looks like the couple is really working well. But Arthur, I think he played a huge game. McKenney was absolutely a monster. Ramsey was a, oh my God, was such a, a great player. Yeah, but we see that, yeah, player. yeah. When we are able to stay short, where we don't allow match room between the line, Arthur can be really an important player for us. And there were moments in the game that we were pressured I get Barcelona and basically we play in their midfield and then of course there was a moment in the game and then we were we were falling back and basically defending because we are we can defend we are the people to defend but we are even great if we start with a counter-attack because Morat is perfect for a counter-attack Quadrat is a perfect for a counter-attack and Ramsey can can really move really well between the lines so it was funny to see, like uh, I see a screenshot, I need to post it. I took in front of one of the guys that really like a lot. And uh, it showed like uh, our 3 2 5 in the, our offensive when we play, uh, when we play, when we were attacking with the light, uh, with the line, the, um, the, the Lick Bonucci and Danilo. And then we had uh, Artur and Ramsey as a, the couple on the two. And then we have Alexandro, Ronaldo. Morata, McKenny, and Quadrado. So it was really good to see that uh, what Pirlo is asking applied on the pitch. So it was great. Ronaldo scored twice, of course, not penalty, yeah. but he, he needs to do it. And honestly, I think that Pirlo and Pirlo and the league are so important. But there is such a, a little aspect mentally because Bonucci adapts himself to what. The, the league is doing because normally you see the young player adapting to the older player because of the, the veteran because he's adapted because he's a captain especially in this situation but but honestly the way that the aggressive of the league to go in up front to make the contact to be over there while Daniel, while Bonucci and, and Chiellini are defenders that usually came back to wait what the team will do in that the way that we are doing it helps a lot to to block this this huge gap that ha- we had we saw in the other matches so it's so important because Alexandro it's a it's a player that knows how to to read it to adapt 
and the league is doing his job. Danilo is doing so great. He came up front to doing some some dirty jobs sometimes, and and Bonucci did such a good performance as well once again. So it was it was such because not a single player did something less. Then then maybe a seven on seven and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The so yeah, but going back to going back to the league, do you really believe there is something that is not in charge of the defense other than the league? <laughs> or we still want to tell the <laughs> okay because that's making me funny. Yeah, yeah. That, that probably then the defense uh, next next match will like uh, the league in Hayola probably. Well, yeah, we probably we're gonna talk a little bit about transfer news later. So, yeah, honestly, look, guys, um, 3 0 Camp Now, we got the first place, okay? And on next Monday, we're gonna find out uh, who is gonna be our um, opponent for the round of 16. And uh, what well, you already knew. Who could, who, who, uh, who could be our op- opponent, and it could be like or Atletico Madrid, Sevilla, Porto, Leipzig, or Mo- Borussia Mönchengladbach. And uh, the, the for some weird odd, we have the, the, the we have like the thirty percent of the twenty six percent to 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 get to draw Borussia Mönchengladbach. That actually makes fun. Borussia Mönchengladbach. <laughs> you know, actually, let me let me let me rephrase it. You know that Italy had like a seven team in the uh, European competition this year, and uh, six of them make to the next round. Only one didn't make it. Yeah, that's what thought. No, that's that's totally the Nerazzurri's fault. So <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, as before, a pick. With his calf, which which says uh, a German team, so Buffon will probably cheer for for Borussia. But let's see. Yeah, so let me just make it a little bit fun because uh, actually Inter doesn't even making out of the uh, <laughs> Champions League group stage is kind of funny to me because uh, honestly their group was really weak because they pick like a Real Madrid that uh, that is not I. A super strong Real Madrid, let me say that, but still, okay, they're gonna, you know, in some way or the other, they're gonna make it out of the group stage. And then they have the Shakhtar Donuts, like that actually, they took shit about Dinamo Kiev, but actually, Shakhtar Donuts is, is, is doing worse than Dinamo Kiev this year. And then they have Borussia Mönchengladbach, that is like a decent team, they're a German team, but they're not really an elite team, neither in Germany. And the Conte was blaming yesterday everything by himself, so, well. I, we already know what Conte is. Uh, we already know how we approach a game, how we approach a journal. I think uh, is uh, coming out after the game yesterday was uh, the worst I ever seen. Is the worst. Uh, it was pathetic and it was embarrassing. And I've, I've wasn't actually was having so much fun. But as an Italian, I was embarrassed because actually I see like uh, some news coming out like in, uh, in in the Spanish news. Okay, and uh, but. Okay, we're not here to talk about Inter, so let me. Uh, it's gonna be funny to see what's gonna happen there because, of course, right now they're even out of Europa League, so they just can focus on the on the Serie A. 
So I think it's is mandatory for them to to try to win this area. Uh, otherwise, I have no idea what Conte will be is being paid twelve million euro per year. So, and I think the twelve million million per year is the only reason why it's not being sacked already. But. Yeah, and uh, another a really fast point, not about Inter, but still about the black and blue color. Atalanta did such a great a great match against Ajax. It's not easy. It's not the best Ajax. It's not the Ajax that we faced years ago. But uh, it's such a good presentation. It seems uh, that the friendship has returned between Papo Gomez and, and Gasperini, <laughs> which we honestly... I, uh, it's kind of a difficult situation, but uh, we need to see ne- next because uh, this is a difficult situation. And now they're, the Champions League is only in February, so there's still time to fix it up. We'll see about that. But like, going back to Juventus uh, and uh, moving on from Champions League... Even if it, that was a, that was funny, honestly, that was so funny. I, I I wasn't able to catch all the game live, so I had to catch it like later in a in a second moment, and I was still enjoying the game. And, oh my god, I can't believe it won three zero at Camp Nou. And uh, and uh, and what about Ronaldo going back to the our goal area and uh, and uh, uh, stealing the ball from Messi? Oh, what a what a leader! So give him the hairband, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see him. Yeah. So, okay, guys, we're going to play now. Moving on, we're going to play on Sunday at uh, 6 o'clock p.m. Italy time against Genoa in Genoa. It's a pitch, it's a field where, honestly, historically, uh, we, we don't do that well. Even if last year we won like a 3-1, I think, with like, three absolutely diamonds. One from Dybala, one from Ronaldo, one from Douglas Costa, okay? And I, if Torino was the worst team in Serie A, I think Genoa is the second worst team in the Serie A. But um, yeah. they and I was checking right now the, the roster and trying to pick their the, the starting eleven, but they have so many players and it's almost impossible to think what Maran is gonna do in the next game. Actually, I like Maran as a coach, but really they have an as. I, I guess they have like a 25 to 27 player in the roster and I had no idea how we can find some kind of like a or glue in the team some kind of like a, on confidence because they're rotating so many players over there and uh, there's some interesting guy we, they, they, we know that they have Sturaro speaking about something we know really well they have Lorenzo Pellegrini alone over there probably is going to stay over there. Now, now they, they look at that they're playing this guy, young guy, Kamaka, that actually I don't know a lot about him. If you want to, if you have something to do, to tell about him, please. I remember and him. Uh, yeah, he's such a, 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 such a promising player for youth national team. And, and but there is still time because uh, the Serie A is not the, as the Serie B. So it's kind of difficult even for him, but Genoa had so many problems up front. Sanabria didn't happen, then Kwame left, then there is Pandev, then there's now Piazza. It's not easy. It's not an easy place to be to be so confident because they're always trying to to fight against the yeah. Actually, if you let me tell you, uh, if you want me to be clear, I, I guess most of the people in Italy would be happy to see Genoa being relegated in the second in, in the second division because it's quite here, it's quite some here that actually then they're just surviving over there. 
the president Preziosi is yeah. not investing. Okay, he's just trying. In the last two years, he was he was uh, he was lucky enough that they were doing good at the first half of the season. So he was uh, uh, he was able to sell player like Piatek to Milan and Cuameto Fiorentina last year and make some money out of it. He's just trying to make some money out of this, the, the the soccer team, but they really have. I don't know to they're they're just trying to survive and in a Serie A with 20 teams with at least six or seven really bad team you know they just you need to do in something just to not be relegated and that kind of sucks because if you see like uh, like we talked earlier about uh, uh, Italy being able to bring to the second phase of the European competition is the first time in, in many years that we brought so many teams to the second phase okay so maybe the italian the italian soccer level is is raising after years it is of mediocrity and it's it's so bad to see team like uh, torino or genoa or like it was Chievo a couple years ago just being there because they just can't survive they not making Serie A better. They're just making it worse. And they, but until Serie A is like uh, as a twenty teams com- league, com- league competition, this problem that is gonna be is not gonna be solved. So yeah, and the, the, the thing about this it's because of the fans. Because general fans usually like to criticize the system, the big clubs that earns a lot of money, but no club. The- to make things better and this is a problem because this is it's general tradition almost in the recent in the recent years saving uh, be safe in the first part selling players suddenly and then struggling the second half of the season making things a lot easier for for most clubs and, and fans are probably having hard problems because it's so difficult to watch general matches <laughs> generating go on I, so, so. I was I was able to watch a little bit of the last game of them against Fiorentina they actually Piazza scored like uh, two minutes to the end and Milinkovic was able to score in 97 minutes so it was just a tie and yeah. but it was such an horrible game to watch so there was yeah. nothing nothing showing by the two games actually it was quite it's quite nice to see Piazza doing well on the on the pitch and I actually I don't understand why he's not starting since he's already have like a three or four goal this season and uh, he's doing and I really think he needs to play to try to, to go back to what we everybody every Juventus fan was hoping it, it, it could be so hey Thiago I need to ask you so prediction for the game are we, we will be able to win the second straight game in Serie A for the first time this year? You know, we will see like a, maybe at least three or four turnovers, I think. And uh, but I, because I think my side will be will be waiting for us, not parking the bus, but waiting and and speculating to be up front. But honestly, I think they will went to will dominate. The problem is if they score like a lucky goal, just like happened with Benevento, and then we struggle to, to score once again. That's always a risk, but this time it needs to go to to end in a different way because we need the points even more this time. And yes, we we are like close to the Copa, to the Super Copa. So 
we need to stay focused and after a, a difficult match in Serena where there was a lot of rain and we need to to make the result to, to come back at, in a match like that and then a, a suffering match against Barcelona and you need to run every single second to to stay on the uh, on the shape block them and block Messi and probably some players are tired so it's difficult to predict the, the starting 11 but honestly uh, it doesn't matter at this yeah. point because the result is so important even with, with Rabota with Portanova I don't know well Uh, I don't think we're gonna see for both of now or the exam. I think the three point is time. Of course, uh, no. okay. <laughs> yeah. it's, they're so important, especially right now. And uh, I don't think Milan losing some points this week playing at home against uh, uh, Parma. I would like to see actually, it would be almost impossible because they're gonna play 3 30 a.m. for me eh? because Inter is gonna play in Cagliari. Okay, so it would like it would be nice to see if they're able to react. To what happened last uh, two days ago, or they're gonna, or they're gonna lose more points, and in that case, I don't see Conte <laughs> staying over there for much longer. But then I don't care because I just wanna see Juventus uh, progressing in what we started, and I wanna see the three point, uh, even if it, like uh, we know with Morata shouldn't be the game because uh, there was an appeal from Juventus against the two days suspension but i haven't seen i haven't heard anything so i guess uh, it was a um, uh, the, the two game suspension state and uh, so that's it so guys right here we need to close it up we need to wrap it up and i'm asking a favor of the guy you guys uh, and please let us know how we're doing please give us some feedback and uh Thiago, you want to say something else I want to say thank you for for our fans to Radio Bianconera to hosting us. It's so important. We like a lot. And uh, as always, fino alla fine. Forza Juve. <laughs>